Jesus Christ, Doc, you disintegrated Einstein. Disintegrated Einstein. Einstein. It's a mini-sode. Hi, it's Abby. And it's Frida. Welcome to our mini-series, Nothing is Real Except the Shape. This series, we're stepping into a Phil Dickian frame of mind and exploring our perception of reality, identity, drugs, and technology. But before we try to solve matters in the middle of the night, we must agree that the best response to reality is for us all to go insane. Now, would you like coffee with your empathy box today? We are covering movies that are adaptations of Philip K. Dick's books. And this week... We're on to our final one. Yay. And it's A Scanner Darkly by Richard Linklater. Getting high is now a capitalist venture. They'll get you hooked and dry you out. Rinse and repeat. And don't worry if you hit a total burnout. They've got just the job for you. If you like mountains, that is. Undercover cops and the war on drugs leads to new levels of anonymity. If you can't trust the good guys, then it's best nobody knows who the good guys really are. But can you be sure of who you really are? Frida, Scanner Darkly, final, final movie. How are we feeling? What are you feeling? I think I'm finally starting to like catch on to Philip K. Dick and his themes. I'm finally, it's coming together. I'm so happy. Identity, identity, Mm. identity. (laughs) It is. It's identity and reality. What is reality? Who am I? You know the little um, the little thing I do at the start where I say about what we're doing and the solve matters in the middle of the night and um, I never understand it. It's 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 basically an amalgamation of uh, Phil K. Dick quotes. I assume things that he said. <laughs> he does think that the only way to deal with reality is to go insane. <laughs> ah, it's the only thing that you can do. It's the only response to have. Is kind of his thing. But this movie in particular, this book, A Scanner Darkly, he wrote this um, about his own experiences with, like, experiences with drugs and the people around him experiencing drug addiction and stuff. And I think there's that moment at the very end, I don't know, did you spot that at the end of the movie where there's, like, a a little bit of text? Yes, Um, yes, yes, tributes, yeah. The tributes, yeah. So um, this is my favourite of any of his books. Okay. Um, I absolutely love it and I love this movie what I will say about it is I was was thinking about it a lot and for me the movie it's I think if you haven't I'm not I'm not making assumptions but I think if you haven't read the book the movie is not easy to follow it's not easy to follow no and I think that the what the movie does is it highlights a mood and a feeling. Yes. So if you've read the book and then you watch the movie, it just heightens all of that discomfort that the book gives you. And that's how I felt about the movie. I just felt like I watched it and I was like, this is putting the feelings that I had reading it into visuals. It just, he just did it. And it could only have been done with the rotoscoping, do you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah I think so, yeah. Absolutely. We've become Warping so desensitized to these somewhat. types of things. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which, which type of things? 
Like just scenes of people like taking drugs, like, you know, right. that kind of strung yeah. out people, you know, the messy house. We like we see it in so much stuff. We've become so des- desensitized that I think yes. with the rotoscoping highlighted. It just it just, I don't I can't even fully explain it in words what I think it did. OK, I, f- I it really the movie was had me spinning. It was yeah. so stressful to watch. <laughs> like it in my head was spinning. I think it was like the just the druggies watching them. Like yeah. I, I was like, it really spun my head in. I think I do need to watch it again. <clears throat> right. I watched it, you know, with people and like as a group, we weren't super inviting to the film. Like it wasn't what we were all in the mood of. Right. Um, I need to rewatch it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, because it was it it was just so warped, warped. It is, but I think they that's accomplished what, it does. what they wanted to do. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. It's the. It is. It's very head spinny, but I guess that's the point. They're trying to put you into a mental frame of what it would be like to be one of them. Yes. To just be like, just warped out, I guess in some way. Um. Should we talk about some of the cast? Mm. Yeah. Uh, in general, because I just want to highlight Rory Cochrane. Cochrane? How, how do I say that? Rory Cochrane. Let's say Cochrane. Um, he played Freck. Uh, do you recognize him? He looked so familiar. Help. It's Empire Records. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's, 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 the, it's the turtleneck. It's the, yeah. what's his name? What's his oh name? Oh, my God. Oh, I knew I knew that face. Um, Lucas, 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 of course, Lucas. Absolutely. Oh, my God. I love him. And I thought he was fantastic in this. The opening scene for this movie is hilarious. Yeah. Horrifying. Yeah, hilarious. absolutely. Reminds me of a scene in a book that I read, um, Infinite Jest. I don't know if you've read it. No. But there's a whole thing with the cockroaches in the bathroom. and It is just a tripped out extended sequence of a person and the cockroaches and the bathroom. And it's hilarious and terrifying and horrifying. (laughs) And this just reminds me of that. Just that level of this is kind of funny, but oh my God, it's horrifying. Yeah. That's the yeah. thing, I think, because like it's not immediately of it. Like at the start, it's just a bit like, what is happening? And it's only after a while you realize, oh, this is like a hallucination. Yeah. Um, Keanu. Robert Downey Jr. is exceptional. Oh. oh, Robert Downey Jr. Oh, yeah. Like absolutely <laughs> exceptional pitch in this movie. fucking perfect. Unbelievable. Every, yeah. Like even with the rotoscoping style, you can still see all the mannerisms that he is putting in, the way he talks, the inflections, the just... And, and you know what? I don't want this to sound like a mean thing or anything, but I know people like that. Oh, yeah. yeah. We all have one person that we know that thinks that they know everything, has an answer to everything, can explain everything, and you just don't understand. Like someone who talks like that. It's just incredible. Yeah. Um, he's in one of my answers for my question, so I'm going to okay. not say anything. I'm I just want to say then. something about Keanu Reeves. That's all. I just have yes. one comment. He couldn't be more perfect for the role. Yeah. Couldn't imagine anyone else. 
his perfection, his just yeah, exactly laziness and sleepiness. And it's just works so well. He's just so tired, confused. Yeah, his his speaking style, exactly perfect. Yeah. Oh, dude, I don't even know where I am. Oh, Keanu, <laughs> what am I? But like, not as a surfer dude, as just like a depressed, yeah. like sad man. Sad, right? Yeah, it is because he is. It's like I can't even imagine what that would be like. You know, just that kind of world where you're just you non-existence. Know. Yeah. Um, are there any scenes that you want to talk about? Yes. Well, the opening scene, check. The yeah. house robbing sequence, or the not house robbing sequence, yeah. and the so bike, the, the bike, the bike, so <sighs> exhausting, <laughs> exhausting, but it's, so good. Exactly, that's the thing. It's just it's bonkers. So, but scenes wise, I've got two that I absolutely, I'm just, oh my god, Charles mm-hmm. Freck committing suicide scene. Oh. And the it's, wine. I have to get a bit of wine. Yes. And then it's like just that whole bit of him. He's lying there for eternity while the guy reads out every single thing. It's just, you're like, poor Freck. He just cannot catch a fucking break. Yeah. Um, and then there is the scene, the fight scene between Barris and Luckman when they're repairing the car. There's just something about the two of them. It's... It's so realistic. Yeah. You know, to just guys just pissing each other off and wanting to fight. And then he goes in and he gets the hammer and the physicality yeah. of them both. It's just, I just, you're, I like, just really you're not quite it. sure if they're going to or not. Like, you could. Yeah. He could do it. Uh, so yes. unset- unsettling. Feel like he might, but he won't because they're friends. You know they're friends, but they're like, maybe. They're on drugs. Yeah, you don't... Exactly, you don't know this guy. You're like, he might actually... Is he gone inside? Is he coming out with a gun? What's he coming out with? Do you know, is he just going to kill him? Is he just going to... Yeah. It's just, oh, I don't know. And then they just randomly all turn on making fun of poor Charles Freck. (laughs) Come on, guys. Yeah, that's like... Um, That's his role in the Friends group. So let's get into the questions then. Question number one. What is the most terrifying aspect of this society? Well, I think straight up it's that that 20% of people are addicted to a drug yeah. which addles their brain. And yeah. and that and then following on that, the idea that you'd walk around and one-fifth of everyone is like Robert Downey Jr. talking shit right. all the time. It's te- like, because as we said, I know people like that. Just the idea that there are a lot of people like this. Mm. Like... That's the worst part. These people that sit around and talk shit and say shit and don't shut up and give you sh- give you shit, and it's just yeah. like, you know what I mean though. These, you know yeah. what I mean. There's that that people that are on drugs that are like that, just sitting everywhere, sitting on on a train. You know, you walk down the street and people are going to be like yelling out to you. Like the fact that twenty percent of people are right. like that is it's nightmares it's yeah it's very it's very uncomfortable yeah it's like there are certain places that i've been like san francisco where you walk down the street in certain areas 
And it's like all, all these people, you know, you're, it's like such a high mm. density of people that are drug addicted. And it's just, you know, scary. Yeah. And so I project like a city like that being that's America now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's so uncomfortable. And like it kind of ties into what my vibe on it was, which is it's and I and I don't even think it's specific to this movie. I think it's specific to what must actually happen in the real world. But what is the life of an undercover agent? Do you know, like someone who like if you're not working in an office just trying to catch out some fraud, you're actually there. Um, you're actually there like out on the street having to try to integrate with these people and make them trust you and believe that you're one of them. But then you have your boss where like there's that line towards the end where like the boss says, nobody held a gun to your head and forced you to become an addict. And it's like, well, but you kind of uh, did. Yeah. Like you... Like, he doesn't even need to explain it. We all know when watching that scene, but you did because he's in this situation and how else is he going to pass it? And it's like, fine, some people might be able to fake it, but others, like, how long can you fake it for that you're on this drug that w- that is creating this heightened sense of, like, paranoia in people yeah. as well? Yeah. It's just, I don't know. I just feel like it's not the type of a life I would ever want for myself and I cannot imagine the type of person it takes to have to engage in this type of work and what what the fear that you must live with on a daily basis when you are in that kind of work yeah it's quite depressing yeah bleak. the tension it is oh, okay dick just bringing us the bleak isn't he <sighs> all right question number two who would you be what's your role in this society I don't think I'd be a drag addict I hope I wouldn't be a drug addict. I don't like hanging around all day on couches. Like, I don't want to do that. But can I just tell you something, Abby, about question number two? Yeah. Question number two is making me think very hard about what I am doing with my life. Oh, Jesus. And what I would do in a a disheveled society. Right. What would I do? I hate this question because it makes me realize I'm an academic and I'm useless. (laughs) I think that I would just work at a diner and call it a day. Yeah. Not just just a cog, just a part, just a little cog in the thing. Yeah. I'm happy this question is over. That's just what I want to say. (laughs) (laughs) I apologize. Yeah, well. Yeah, well. What about you? Um, I can't I have two answers because I have two aspects to it and this is like something that becomes very um, telling about I think I get where you're coming from because this this answer becomes very telling about like I think for my personality Um, part of me thinks I could be Donna but then at the same time because of the level of the way my the way I get like my kind of anxiety tendencies and stuff if I did become a drug addict I would 100% be Charles Freck I think my stress levels would send me fucking off the edge. Like, yeah, you wouldn't be Robert Downey Jr. That's a no. better form of question. If you were a drug addict, which kind of drug addict do you think you would end up being? I would one hundred percent be Charles Brack. I think I'd be Robert Downey Jr. Really? Oh no! <laughs> I think I would just not shut up. 
I think that's true. It's amazing. I don't have the lovable charm of Woody Harrelson. <laughs> lovable draggy Woody Harrelson. Yeah, or he's just, just the like Keanu, just like just just just. Keanu's depressing. Just upset. Keanu, like Arctor, sorry, that's what it is. The character Arctor, Arctor is Arctor. a very depressing art character. I think I'd be Robert Downey Jr. Right. He's very manipulative, <laughs> though. I don't know how to... Um, yeah, he's very manipulative. I don't think that i get off on that. Right. On, on controlling people like that. But I, I yeah, think Yeah, but maybe not he's not up. thinking about it in that way. Or I don't know, maybe he is. Anyway, okay, let's let's go to question three. What aspect do you think will happen in our future? Probably the amount of people dependent on uh, drugs or prescription drugs specifically. Mm. And the other thing is I felt like there was an anxiety in the film. Yeah. People, everyone seems to be experiencing anxiety, like an existential anxiety. And I think I see that coming. For us. Yeah. I think we people feel an anxiety, like it's existential anxiety. I, I agree. Yeah. Okay, good. good I think the good, I think the way we've um the way we've now formed society and the way that social media is has taken over our lives has is leading to people developing higher levels of anxiety. Yeah. And I think yeah, it's like it's also because we're so we're so overstimulated. And a lot of the, a lot of the correction for these things that make us feel like pain or, or stress or concern, it's always like, you know, take these drugs. Like these ones will make you feel better. This will reduce your anxiety. This will calm you down. This will help you sleep. This will help you focus. You know, this will give you energy. This will like we've got all these things that are even just over the counter drugs and stuff that we are so dependent on now. Yeah, that I do. Yeah, I totally see what I agree with you to say that we become more and more reliant on this type of stuff. We can't solve all of that. But you know what? Take this and you'll feel better. I think that's kind of where it's heading. Yeah. And what's wrong with feeling better? Yeah, indeed. Everyone just wants to feel better. Yes. Um, bleak, 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 bleak. <laughs> Question four. <laughs> Pick a piece of tech or science and explain the science behind it. Okay, I thought I'd try to understand the whole left brain, right brain oh, business. Cool. Um, so I was like, first I wanted to look into substance D or like a substance, what it is doing. But instead I just thought, I don't even think I understand the whole right brain brain left brain dominance thing yeah so how does one side of the brain in my case the left side dominate the right side of the brain okay so uh, this is something that has not always been well understood um but there was an experiment on pigeons um where scientists were able to like switch off because they, they know that there are neurons, there are signals going both ways from right to left and left to right, regardless of which side is dominant. Um, okay. And so they're trying to figure out what is the manner in which um, the, the left brain dominates, whether it, it inhibits or what does it do. And so in the experiment in pigeons, they, they were able to switch off the neurons that run from one side of the brain to the other. And they were able to show that the left brain, in my case, obviously if you're left-handed, it's the right brain, 
It doesn't inhibit the right side of the brain, but what it does, it, it delays the response somehow of the right side of the brain so that okay. the right brain still operates, does, it still operates, but the signals that it sends are too late to make any difference. Oh, okay. So meaning that the left brain will dominate. Right. Uh, it, it doesn't, um, the right brain signals do not, get any response from the body because it's just too late to be effective and f somehow the right brain the left brain sorry is able to send some signal which delays the response super interesting um the other thing we don't know is why is there a, an evolutionary advantage for brain dominance i don't think that's really understood right. why i thought I, I wanted to understand that a little bit because then they start talking about instead of dominating, that they're both basically operating uh, without one dominating over the other. And so you have like two people inside you effectively, whereas you're supposed to have one. Oh, okay. Ah. Ah. Anyway. That's, that's really interesting. Them. Yeah, I thought so. I think it is really interesting. I think it it's is. Interesting. It's, I, it's not something I've ever even really kind of thought about well we'll that. see because actually you know in our break we have a interview with a neurologist coming on what did you just say neurologist <laughs> <laughs> maybe so continue <laughs> no, the chat no 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 <laughs> um okay i went with uh it's funny because it's just so <laughs> it's more descriptive in the book and than it is in the movie be in terms of there's a random scene with Robert Downey Jr. with um Barris explaining that like oh you don't need to buy cocaine I can just make you cocaine <laughs> it's just like because you know Barris can do everything so oh, like yeah. he's just like oh yeah it's just simple what are you talking about and he gets sunscreen and he puts it in a bag and then he puts it in the freezer because apparently the cocaine crystals will rise to the top when it's frozen and then he can just extract the cocaine which obviously doesn't work because it's fucking bullshit but I was just interested in kind of I was trying to figure out like okay but what's what is he saying and where does that come from and then like there is um there was actually a post that I found about it where it's just basically saying that like because Barris is saying that it's benzocaine which is in sunscreen and that that's the trade name for cocaine this is not true Benzocaine is benzocaine. That's it. Uh -huh. It's not cocaine. Um, but if you actually look at the ingredients of sunscreen, um, there is an ingredient called cocamine, which is derived from the coca leaf. And that's about it. That's all I have. Oh, my God. His shit talking is so, like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's so real. <laughs> I know people that would just shit talk like that about cocaine and sunscreen and then say, oh, yeah, yeah, from the freezer. Like, I know these people. That, yeah exactly that's the thing people are just like oh yeah and then they look at you like you're stupid because <laughs> you don't know how to do it and freck is the perfect character to be like subjected to that you know that he would just think like oh but barris knows more than me yeah and it's just like no it's complete fucking trash <laughs> like he is not extracting cocaine <laughs> from sunscreen <laughs> jesus all right okay question number five what do you think will never happen in our world 
So apart from like the scramble suit, which we'll have, to, I have we have to give time to if we have if, it, if yeah, it's that's... not. But but apart from that, I cannot really say in earnest that there is anything in this movie that would not happen. Right. I think out of all the movies we've watched in this miniseries, this is the most real. Yeah, I agree. That is how I chose to answer this question. No, I, to make I really that agree point. with you. Well, because I that was my thing. I was like, I had my my answer was that yeah, the scramble suits. Like, I don't think that we could develop that level of technology that it would be that with that ease. And yeah, so I just I just think that there would never be the case for complete anonymity in this way. But I agree with you that every single other thing that happens in this movie is entirely plausible and entirely expectant, I think. I was going to say just apart from that is that we can kind of maybe imagine how the scramble suits might have been made. Right. Like some sort of flexible LCD screen, flexible screen. Maybe something like that. Yeah, you're just a uh, vague blur, basically, yeah. everywhere you go. But you're, you're right <laughs> in what you're saying about the LCD, though. Is, is that what you're saying? Like, the idea that, like, having flexible LCD and then, like, incorporate that into something, like, wearable and then just be projecting all these images? Yeah. Do you think? Yeah, that's what I think. That's what um, I think. Okay, final comments, then. <clears throat> okay, um... Jackass cargo pants on, on Barris. His whole jackass outfit, but especially his Bahrain, but his, his jackass cargo pants. <laughs> and um, I thought him watching himself with that woman. Yeah. That was a trip. Right. I didn't know what was going on. He didn't either. I didn't either. really get that either. What yeah. happened? Did she change her face? Did she change her face? No, she because how would she do it? It's not like it's not it's not as if they're talking about like a scramble suit thing. Like she wasn't wearing anything like that. So it had to have just been him. He just had to have had that moment. But yeah. still be having that moment in the re- in looking at the recording as well. I've just convinced himself so much that that moment happened <sighs> that it's happening in front of him on the recording and in the hologram. It's just so disconnected. Like the scene itself was disconnected, but then him right. watching it, it was just so disconnected. Yeah, it was just empty, vacuous. Um, <laughs> that was my. Those are my final comments. Fuck this movie. Oh yeah, I know. I've just got two. I've got. I've got the final. I've got the many talents of Barris. <laughs> I just want to just like so he can make a silencer. Apparently, uh, that worked out well. Yeah. He can extract cocaine from sunscreen. Yeah, that obviously yeah. worked out too. He can fix cars. Yeah, that 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 went well. Uh, he can make motion sensing recording device. That also worked out really well, didn't it? Yeah. I just I just love how like I love the fact that like he he's just talk 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 about all this stuff and then like they just very clearly show every single thing just not fucking working. You're <laughs> just like you're just but a on shit he goes, talker. But on he goes. He never stops talking shit. Um, and then my final, final one, I want to, I actually want to read a bit, uh, on a, I want to read a quote, but before I read the quote, I just want to talk about, you were saying about how Keanu Reeves is like perfect for this role. And that's kind of, I was, there's one, there's a couple of scenes in particular, but 
especially when there's the Arctur monologue scenes, the musical score, while he's having these monologue moments and with Keanu Reeves' voice, it was just, those moments to me were really stunning. I really kind of felt them. Yeah. Clearly um, or darkly, the, that scene, for example. Yeah. yeah. So it's, that's the thing. It's the, it's the whole thing of where the title comes from and everything. So the, the lines that he says, it's, what does a scanner see into the head, down into the heart? Does it see into me, into us, clearly or darkly? I hope it sees clearly because I can't any longer see into myself. I see only murk. I hope for everyone's sake that scanners do better. Because if the scanner sees only darkly the way I do, then I'm cursed and cursed again. Mm. And that's a scanner darkly. <sighs> wow. And that is also it for our miniseries, Nothing is Real Except the Sheep. <sighs> Frida, thank you for <sighs> taking this trip through Fildickian lands with me. Did you enjoy it? Um, I mean, I did, but I don't think enjoy is the right word. I mean, it made me right. think a lot. Yeah. There was some good movies there. A lot of it was, there was a lot of fun, but it was like, it made, it made me pensive. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which is I know. not a bad thing, which is a good yeah. thing. That's the thing about it. It's, it's one of those moments where you're like, I feel like doing all of these together, it creates this kind of like thought process over all the movies rather than just kind of doing Blade Runner, say, as one main movie and then moving on. I kind yeah. of liked the idea of just exploring these concepts through a series of movies. And uh, thank you so much for agreeing to do it with me. <laughs> You're very welcome. Oh. I, I was also good to see all these movies that I haven't seen, you know, like because yeah. there's a bunch of movies in that I always wanted to see. And now I've done it. Yes. But now that you've done it, that means that we've finished this miniseries. And yes. next week is the last main episode of this cycle. And after that, we'll be taking a few weeks off before we come back with our brand new cycle. And that means a brand new miniseries. Yes. Frida, are you pumped about the next miniseries? I I'm am. I'm excited pumped. for it. I'm excited. It'll be different from this, that's for sure. I know. Shall I say what it is? Yes, tell him. I'm very, very proud of the title, I just want to say. I'm very proud of all of all like my titles. I really, really work hard, guys, to try to write, write something in this connection here, okay? So you got to watch the first movie in the series to get this title. Uh, the next miniseries is called Pixelexia and the Glitches. <laughs> and movie one, Wreck-It Ralph. Movie number two, Zathora, A Space Adventure. Movie number three is Pixels. Movie number four, Ready Player One. And finding, capping it all off with movie number five, Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. Hey. We are doing the new, that's the, the new version of Jumanji. Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen yeah. it. <gasps> okay. Oh my God, I'm so excited for you I to haven't see seen it. it. I saw the old one <clears throat> yeah, with Raph. I mean, he was terrified. No, just recently, oh no. I mean. Yeah, oh he, no. he was like, he was like, oh my God, mom, you didn't tell me. Oh my God. Because the scene where he gets sucked in, I mean, it's just, it's a bit traumatic. Oh my God, oh no. <laughs> okay, well, maybe, maybe pre-watch Zathora. <laughs> okay. <laughs> screen it 
yeah. Pre-Raj Sathura, uh, maybe don't watch Pixels with him. <laughs> I don't know. Well, actually, I'm trying to think of how much cursing there is in Pixels, if there is any. I don't know. Anyway, there are movies. We're doing, we're basically talking about movies about games. So, yeah. So, thank you so much for listening. Join us next week for our main episode and we shall be back on a date that I do not know because I didn't write it down. With a movie, which we don't know yet. (laughs) We'll be back with a movie at some point. (laughs) Okay. Okay, bye. Bye.